This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are glad that you're with us this week, and, and we feel like we're your favorite show. So you tune in. We thank you for that. We'd love to hear from you, though. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook. You can go to uh, any of our names that you hear. Just add at MasculineJourney.org, and you got our emails. All right. So if you, you want to reply to something Andy says today, like, wow, good point, Andy. Which probably may happen. And you know, if they wouldn't reply to that, they could just send it to Andy at masculinejourney.org, right? I think, yeah, the only exception is we, we had to distinguish our gyms, so we got Jim and Big Jim. So. Yeah, which the only one they hear right now is Big Jim. Right. So, yeah. But so, no, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we do hear from you guys from time to time, and it really just uh, does our heart well to know what uh, God's doing, and uh, we'd love to hear what he's doing in your life and, and uh, you know, how we can be a part of that. We have a boot camp coming up in November, November 18th through the 21st. It's the uh, weekend before Thanksgiving. We'd love to have you there. It's not that far away. I know it seems like a long way away, but it's really not that far away. So go register now. Not right this moment when we're done with the podcast. You know, we're done with the radio show. Go go register. Masconjourney.org. You can register there. And Andy, this is your topic this week, and I know I pick on you a lot, but this is actually your topic this week. It is, and they, they, you sit there, and it looks like you have great joy in, in pointing to, towards me as with that. So, yeah, I did. Um, I was actually on vacation last week, and but I had gotten this word probably about a month ago. Um, I was reading in Nehemiah and Ezra, finishing my two and a half year Bible through read through. And it was kind of to the end of it, and it just kind of spoke to me. I've always heard about the favor of God, and usually, you know, you know it when it's there, and you know it when it's not there. And and um, you know, I just felt like that God impressed me to me that this would be a good topic for us to discuss because I think a lot of times, you know, we try to do so much outside of Him, and I don't. I, I, I the text of the guys were, you know, I don't think anything is going to remain unless we have the favor of God on it. You know, what it, whether it's our ministry and what we do for the kingdom, our relationships, our families, or simply our relationship with him, you know, we need that favor. We need to have that sense that God's good towards me and he's going to bless all my endeavors, which it continually says in the Bible, if I put him first, that he would do that. So, Yeah, it kind of, bless is a relative term. <laughs> right. Right. Bless in God's eyes. <laughs> right, yes. Right, yeah. how he chooses to bless it. Yes. So that actually brings us to our first clip, which is provided by you, Rodney. Would you like to tell us a little bit about it? Well, sure, Sam. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> 
We've got a clip from Last Man Standing, and if anybody's seen it, it's Tim Allen, and it's kind of like Home Improvement. It's comedy, you know, genius stuff. And it's this family is just always really funny. And when I first started looking for a clip from it, because I was like, oh, I know this one would be great, because Eve's the favorite, because Eve's his personal favorite in the family, because he's, he's a man's man who's got all daughters. So the one that acts most like a man and uh, wants to hunt, wants to go uh, be in the military, is a big staunch conservative. She even politically aligns with his views, and those two see eye to eye on about every single thing. So that's why you know he'll always say on the show, she's my favorite. So in this clip is when they have been fighting in the family a little bit, and everybody thinks that somebody else is getting favoritism. So there's this jealousy that starts brewing her in the family. And, of course, mom's going to try to bring everybody back together by sitting around the table and having a great dinner. And what follows here in this clip is what ensues after that. Oh, and you got my favorite dress, I think. Yeah, of course. Favorite for the favorite. Still a little second-guessing our parenting, huh? Oh. Didn't know. Not surprised. Continue. <laughs> well, you guys think it's not fair the way we divvy things up, so we have decided to even things out a little. Are we all getting cars? No. Oh, my God, we're all getting cars. Eve, <laughs> we've decided we're going to pay for the recording equipment. Nice. Kind of a wash for me, but, but thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's typical. I hate to ask, but what, what, do you, what do you mean, typical? Because well, as usual, little Evie gets everything. Well, I get everything. You're the one who gets everything. Oh, whoa, whoa. So you think Mandy's the favorite, too? Wait, me? <laughs> That's a joke. I'm the least favorite. That's what I keep saying. Yeah. Like, I asked you for $800 for a new sewing machine. You were like, no, go to college. The fact that you're so grateful makes up for that. But not with Eve. It's like, no, yeah, skip college. Go play hippie music, whatever you want. Well, you're one to talk. Yes, I am one to talk. I don't know what that means. Well, it means, it means that you have all benefited from being our kids. Right, so we do things yeah. differently for each one of you. You know what? Let's say Grace. Okay. Yeah, like okay? how you get to live here rent-free with your husband. Uh, Mom gets to live here rent-free with her husband. <laughs> you know, she's, uh, she's got you there, honey. <laughs> Free? <laughs> Believe me, I pay. Oh, and you lived here rent-free with a guy for years. A guy? Do you mean my baby? <laughs> He's still a guy. He's got you there, honey. Baby, they had to help Kristen. She completely screwed up her life. Wait, I I'm doing great now. Yeah, because Dad handed you a cushy job. Let's say Grace. Go ahead, Andy. So I, I love that. It, that's my favorite show. Uh, thanks, Rodney. But, um, yeah, I, lo I love that. I mean, and I think the aspects of that are, you know, as children of God, we sometimes look at others and say, oh, God's really putting favor on them, and what about me? I really believe that's part of the maturity process because God treats us all well. You know, a lot of us, we don't all have the same lot in life. But I, we were talking about this earlier. A big part of our growth in God has to re, has to be that we realize that He gives us what we need. My difficulties that I had handed to me probably weren't as bad as what somebody else's are. They seem like they tore up my life, but yet uh, 
it depends on how you respond to him and allow him to show favor in it, to lead you through it and, you know, grow out of that. But one of the things I wanted to throw out there before, too, is we are talking specifically about the, the, the favor of the father. And, um, you know, I wanted to give a quick story uh, back in the day. My dad, I went to work with him on a construction job. He was over, he was a superintendent. Had, and so everybody worked for him. And I'm this little guy, didn't know anything about construction. And I go down there to help him on the summers. And these guys are all looking at me like, oh, yeah, that's the father's, you know, the, the soup son or whatever. So I'm down there to help him. And I mean, you know, I'm not really helping. And they, but they all keep coming up. And I was trying to be kind because I didn't want to, you know, offend anybody or whatever. And uh, Ed guys kept coming up to me and saying, I don't care what your dad says about you. You're an all right guy. <laughs> so I was about as gullible as they come at 17 or 18. I was like, Dad, what do you keep saying to these guys? They, I mean, they all like me, but do you, you must not. And he just laughed, you know, it was it was all in joke. They were all, it was all in good fun. But what was, you know, that was a, uh, an example of how we get favor from the Father and the fact that, you know, there may be some that may not like you that much, but, you know, the goodness of God can, I've had situations where people didn't really like me in work situations or whatever, and you continue to allow God to move, he gives you that favor. Or there are other people that, you know, truly like your dad, and they like you because of that, you know. So mm -hmm. there was a favor that I felt and experienced because who my dad was. So, uh, Hey, uh, I'm going to ask you a question that I didn't yeah. ask you before. Okay. All right. So and I, anybody can answer this, right? But, you know, when you look scripturally – Mm -hmm. You can't deny that there is God's favor. Mm -hmm. I mean, it literally says Absolutely. that in yes. Scripture, right? Yep. And so you have Cain and Abel. You have all sorts of things. You have Joseph and yep. his brothers, yep. David and his brothers, his family, right? You have God's favor that is definitely there. Right. Right, but isn't he called to love us all equally? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it gets back to, well, how's that work if he gives somebody favor over me? Isn't he loving them more? Right, yep. And that's that's, again, where we... I don't think you can actually look at it that way. I mean, I don't. I only have one child, but I know you guys have multiple children, and each one of you, I know every every one of you love your child equally, but you love the, each child differently because that's that's, that's a unique individual. But it can be sometimes perceived, and maybe one child needs one thing at a particular time, and the other one doesn't. That was the example of the the clip. Is that you know there's different times that you give kids different things or whatever, but. I think it goes back to what Robbie was saying a few weeks ago about iniquity. There's something in our heart that always is looking to be, hey, that's not fair. That's not mm -hmm. right. I'm getting gypped. And, you know, the thing is, is I think a true maturity in God is to really get beyond that and say, I'm, gonna, I'm going to shoot for whatever he has for me and not worry about the rest. I have a, I have a favorite expression that I think relates to that. All men are created equal, however— some are more equal than others. <laughs> Danny, we got we got time to get your clip in. It's a short clip, so if you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about it, and we'll we'll, we'll play it. Yeah, it's from the movie A River Runs Through It, and the scene is the father and the two sons are fishing. They're fly fishing out in the river, and which I admire. <laughs> but the uh, I'm learning with some great instruction from Robbie. But um, uh, anyway, the and they put their fish out that they have caught. And the father says, God has been 
good to us today, but he's been especially good to me. His fish is a little bigger and a little different, and everything, but he's expressing that his favor was better than theirs. It's just, just a neat clip. I then saw something remarkable. For the first time, Paul broke free of our father's instruction into a rhythm all his own. They're both marvels. I'd say the Lord has blessed us all today. It's just that he's been particularly good to me. <laughs> so what was it about that clip, Danny, that really kind of spoke to you on this topic? Well, there's a couple of things in that clip. It, you know, The narrator is saying he saw something different. God broke into his own rhythm. And I think that our lives are based upon the rhythm of God. And if we get in that rhythm, that's where our favor falls. And yeah, you know, I have a friend who says, sometimes he says, favor isn't fair because the world screams for fairness. But that's not, that's what, you know, why didn't they all catch the pretty fish? But yeah. somebody had to catch the bigger fish. Somebody had to catch the bigger, prettier fish. Yeah. So. And that was a brown trout, I would just add. Yeah. <laughs> Go to maskonjourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp. We'll talk to you after the break. What if one weekend wasn't up to you that you could go and God would orchestrate it all? Masculine Journey Boot Camp, basic training designed to give men permission to be how God made them, passionate warriors for the kingdom. Based on John Eldridge's wild at heart, experience four days purpose for God to come after and perhaps reawaken dreams and desires he uniquely placed in your masculine heart. Fall Boot Camp coming up November 18th through the 21st. Go to masculinejourney.org and register today. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. Masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Welcome back to Masculine Journey, and Andy, uh, talk a little bit about the topic. You know, we're talking about God's favor, mm-hmm. right? And so, when we left that clip, I want to go back to it because I know that you know you, you helped Danny with the clip, right? So you yeah. really love that clip. Mm-hmm. It's one of your favorites. It's obviously one of Robbie's <laughs> favorites because he's used it, I think, at just yeah. about every boot camp when he's done a particular talk, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, what is it about that clip? You know. I'll, I'll, all of you yeah. that love that clip, what is it about that clip that really just kind of speaks to your heart and makes you laugh? To me, just, uh, you know, the the favor of the Father, his his humor, you know, and, you know, kind of pointing out, hey, God favors us all, but he favored me a little bit more today. But, you know, just the fellowship, I think we use it in the boot camps to talk about the Trinity and the fellowship 
and it's just a it's just a really awesome clip about what you would expect in a family you know a community and just um but you see that favor on you know the father but his kids and and how that the favor on the family as a whole and for us that have been fortunate to have a father in your life or some of us have not maybe had the father but had the father figure what does the father do with you he picks Mm -hmm. he's always goading he's always trying to get a laugh or get a response out of you and that's what was going on here he's like ah you know yep things were good for you but yet they're better for me it's just like he's just like now what are you going to say are you going to come back to me with something or what are you doing here you know it's like God's always working in us in that way, and I think it's just such a great clip of the love of men, especially theirs, father and sons. Yeah, which sets up kind of, you know, the clip that we're coming at, Sam, I think, to an Mm -hmm. extent for me, because, you know, when I think about the word favor, I naturally think of the word grace, and the neat thing about that is Jesus is full of it. <laughs> right? He's according to John chapter 1. And so I think of Jesus as like the ultimate in treating me like I'm his favorite. And then when you, when you look back in the Bible, you see this clearly in Noah because he's the first person that saw grace in the Father's eyes. And it actually says the first place you find the word in the Bible is in Genesis when Noah found favor in his father's eyes. He found grace in his father's eyes. Well, Noah spelled backward is grace, in case you didn't know that in Hebrew. So spell forward, it it has everything to do with the fact that Noah clearly, since he was the only one that got to live, (laughs) kind of pointed out that he was was the favorite. And so here we have the next clip is from the movie, The Ten Commandments. And I know there's a lot of theatrical license that's used in this, but the story's biblically accurate to some extent that you have Ramses, who was the Pharaoh, and you have Moses, and you have this interaction between the two, and they were raised as brothers. And Moses was a prince of Egypt. And so as we begin the clip, we can see the two princes, and they both have the father, which is Ramses I. And... You know, the the brother, Ramses, is trying to set Moses up as a traitor, and he's convinced his father that this may be going on. And so you see the interaction between Ramses I and Moses and Ramses II. And then you see after that, move 70 years later, and we hear an interchange between the two brothers, essentially, at the end of, you know, pretty close to the end of Ramses II's life as he now is blaming Moses for everything that's happened in his life. And and so let's just listen and we'll talk about it. 16 of these lions of Pharaoh will guard its gates and it shall be the city of Seti's glory. Hmm. Are these slaves loyal to Seti's glory or to you, Moses? Slaves worship their God and I serve only you. Let your own image proclaim my loyalty for a thousand years. Superb! Ramses, and this you call treason. Who would take a throne by force that he has earned by deeds? But this and Ethiopia 
Your name shall be carved beside mine on every pylon. Yours, Ramses, will be nowhere. But in my judgment book, you have accused your brother falsely. Come. Great Pharaoh, he is the son of your body. I need no help, Moses, to hold what is mine. I decide what is yours. Come with me, Moses. You have conquered, Moses. The foot of a slave is on the neck of Egypt. You were saved from the Nile to be a curse upon me. Your shadow fell between me and my father, between me and my fame, between me and my queen. Your shadow now fills all things with death. Go out from among us, you and your people. I set you free. It is not by your word nor by my hand that we are free, Pharaoh. The power of God has freed us. Enough of your words. Take your people, your cattle, your god, and your pestilence. Take what spoils from Egypt you will, but go. So as I, as, as I look at that clip, it, it reminds me of something and I, I learned recently as I was studying actually Genesis 10. It has to do with the curse of the firstborn, but it also has to do with Noah. And that it says, Noah found favor in the father's eyes. Well, how do you find it unless you're looking for it? <laughs> Right? How do you find grace unless you're looking for it? And so as you look at what would be biblically, according to Genesis chapter 10 and other places, what they call the curse of the firstborn, in other words, Cain, as Sam talked about, you know, Esau, you know, David's brother Elib, the first will be last and the last will be first, actually comes out of this idea of David being the last son and he was first. But why? And it's not that any of those people earned the favor that they got, but they did do one thing, and it was clear in in that clip, I think, that Moses was seeking to serve his father, whether that was his God or Pharaoh at one point in time in his his life. And so, you know, that's the difference between a nav and a non. In other words, what John Kennedy said <laughs> was, ask not, you know, what you can do for your country, but ask, or what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. So it's almost like, ask not, you know, why this isn't fair, so to speak, or why I'm not getting what I'm supposed to be getting. Ask what you can do, you know, to, to serve God, whatever that may be. And in doing that, you could see Moses found favor. And clearly gave God the glory for that. And I think that in that gives me some idea of how I can go about uh, finding, not that I have to earn it, but you do got to find it. Yeah, and you have to believe that it's available for you. Right. Right, and you have to seek him in the midst of it. So, Andy, what a, we've got just a few minutes left in this segment before we go to after hours. What what's some other stuff you'd like to cover in this segment? Well, just a open question to the guys. I'm feel free to jump in, but you know, my thought was is I've got examples. Um, I have an example really of God's favor. You know, I've talked recently about you know how I found God's Father in a much deeper way, and in doing so, I just believe that he's I think Harold mentioned it a few weeks back 
you know, if you really believe in God, you see him everywhere. If you don't really believe in God, you see him nowhere. And I feel like I see him everywhere. I feel like I sense him, and I go after him, and I think that's what we're talking about. On this trip, this vacation, you know, Ransom Hart, we talked a few weeks back about your recovery plan and all. Well, I had a change-up pace on vacations and ended up going to western North Carolina and then the beach this week. And I really look for an opportunity. I've talked to you guys some about just following my heritage. I have family from Western North Carolina. And I went with a relative to kind of go through all this. And, you know, just in that endeavor, you know, of finding out what my history was about and who the people were and what God's plan was for my family as we were going along. I mean, we went to this old house that um, fourth great-grandfather removed of mine was in you know western north carolina and we go there there's a guy that's just recently bought the house he's uh, standing in the front yard and he lets us in and shows us the house around uh, around the house and it's still the old part of it's still the old cabin frame and all that really cool stuff it was just one of those timing things and that whole day was blessed like that and it was just one of those things where i sensed the favor of god on my life and it was something that i didn't really plan for and say god you got to do this it just happened yeah i mean you found out lots of things you found out that uh, you may be related to someone else you <laughs> yeah know. i did yeah yeah mm-hmm. and there's lots of things that, that came from that you know and like like you said you didn't go with expectation mm-hmm. you know you just went on an, an adventure with god i won't say that I, w- I didn't go with expectation for a particular outcome but i did go with expectancy of of realizing that it's going to be good yeah no that's a fair enough point <laughs> Next, uh, you, you know, I know we do the uh, favor in the after hours, but mine's such a short one. I'll go ahead and throw it out there. You guys give me such a hard time uh, of being Teflon, right? And I think that that's God's favor on me a lot. Is just a lot doesn't stick to me. You know, it's, uh, I I can say some things that other people can't seem to say and, and get away with it, and. <laughs> You know, people laugh about it, you know, and, and, and I feel like that's at times God giving me his favor of saying, okay, I got your back, even when you're not the smartest, you know, there. Not that I haven't messed up, not that it hasn't been times that I've said the wrong thing or been in bad situations. I've got enough of those stories. But I really do believe that he does give me favor in those situations, especially, you know, when it comes to, you know, the enemy wanting to drive wedges in our team. You know, I think I I feel as though you guys trust my heart, right? And uh, I could be wrong. Rodney's giving me a funny look. But I feel like you guys trust my heart, which allows me to feel very open and free with you guys. And I think that that's something that that God gives me as a blessing, was to know that I have people around me that love me well, that to understand that, you know, I am joking when I say things, you know, and lets me get away with things I probably shouldn't get away with when I say them. But I am very grateful for that. I know that sounds like such a silly thing to be grateful for, but it is because that's my personality. You know, God lets me live in my personality and 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 doesn't make me pay a lot of consequences for it. <laughs> so I'm pretty grateful for that. But uh, go to masculinejourney.org. We got the uh, boot camp coming up uh, 18th through 21st of November, the weekend before Thanksgiving. We'd love to have you there. I know God would love to have you there. There's some amazing things he wants to do for you there. Go register right now and then come back and listen to After Hours. This is the Truth Network.